Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Real encounter this weekend at Suncorp Stadium as the Warriors take on the Broncos on Sunday, both very much uh, informed sides. Uh, with us uh, very shortly is former Warrior Wairangi Kupo, who had a couple of run-ins with the Broncos way back in his day. Amongst of all of this, and I think you'll find that one. Guttenbill's the other one that'll be called out. Corpu gets ten. All comes down to you with the elbow. You started the whole thing. Go and take ten as well. And Beatham gets ten as well. Ah, well, that was uh, 18 years ago. Away, Corpu. What are your memories of that particular episode? Costo at his best. Good evening. Yeah, morning, morning, guy. Yeah, well, man, back in the days when you could sort things out short and, and sharp and uh, get on with the rugby league game, but uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I remember, I remember it well. I remember it very well. I remember um, Monty being, uh, yeah, typical feisty Monty. You know, he didn't mind sort of mixing it up with a couple of the big boys, and and just so sort of happened that it sort of something started, and I had to be there at dummy half. And I was very, uh, I was very fortunate because knowing Carl Webb and, and his boxing background as well, he threw this huge overhand right, and I remember seeing it in slow mo come down just in front of my face and thinking to myself, "Geez, if that connected, I would have been more than ten minutes here in the bin. I would have been on the sideline for the rest of the game." So, um, yeah, no, it was, there were some classic, classic encounters uh, uh, at Mount Smart Stadium uh, against the Broncos, in particular. You know, the fans that turned out to watch those games—they were always in for a treat. <laughs> when you got the marching orders, what, what were you thinking? I'm lucky to be out of here, or give me a break? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I didn't sort of put myself in the same sort of category as, as the bad boy Monty Beef, and so we were sitting in the shed together, and you know, he was sort of talking to me about, oh, you know, did you did you manage to put one on on anybody? And I keep thinking to myself, no, I was throwing handbags pretty much the the entire time, and. and and lucky that uh, Brent Webb at the time, I think, was holding back Carl Webb. So I think I punched him in the armpit a couple of times, which was, uh, you know, probably probably the best that I ever did in my entire career. 
Uh, it didn't stop there. But uh, 2002, we've got March on a wee bit forward. We're going to talk some rugby league at some point. Don't worry, Warangi. Uh, we'll just be. You had a front row. <laughs> You had a front row seat when Kevin Campion uh, infamously split Shane Webke open. Uh, you wouldn't want to meet Kevin Campion down a dark alley. He'd be a good bloke to have in your team, wouldn't he? Yeah, he was, mate. He, was, he, he taught me a lot. You know, some things were a little bit uh, misguided in terms of what he taught me, but um, by the way, in terms of um, characters, uh, Campo was a, he was a huge influence on my career. He had a great sort of old-school attitude and... Um, uh, yeah, taught me taught me a lot of sort of tough life lessons and indeed. But yeah, no, they actual actually the fact that I was actually supposed to be packing down in the front row um, when that um, when that broke out and then Campo came up behind me and in t- typical Campo you know, voice he's gone, do the do the back, do the back. <laughs> so so I I've pushed back into into the back and he's packed down in the front row and then just out of nowhere he just threw this huge sort of shot at that at Webkey at the time because Webkey was being a uh, you know, sort of typical Webkey trying to get a little bit of advantage for his uh, for his team. Um, yeah, it swiftly ended at that scrum, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, hey, look, is it something in the water uh, that you guys drink when the Broncos uh, play the Warriors? Why is it always them? I think originally it was because the Broncos were the very first game. Um we hadn't beaten them. Uh, yeah, I think I think it wasn't until 2001 um, that we actually beat them um, at home, and so that was a first. And so that was a that was an epic clash, the first time we actually ever beaten beaten the Broncos at home. Um, and then it sort of just continued on from there. Um, and so yeah, from from then on in, it just became this this giant clash because they were really um, they were. They were sort of around that time our sort of big brothers in terms of you know being in this New South Wales competition. Um, you know the Queensland had sort of gone out you know this standalone team in a standalone city and um, you know that sort of paved their way in the NRL uh, and then we sort of looked up to them a little bit, being that we were a sort of you know only you know five or six years into the into being in the competition. So um, yeah, it was. It was a, it was always a huge sort of match, and and you know, the fans loved it. Well, they're uh, up against each other at the weekend, of course, and uh, the Warriors uh, have a three-game winning streak going at the moment, uh, and that's on the back of farewelling a, a couple of their uh, high-profile players, including uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shirk. Is this is this little run uh, unexpected for you, Wailangi? Um, I mean, I suppose it's unexpected in, in, in those terms. You know, you lose sort of one of your most influential leaders in Roger Tuivasa-Shek and, um, and then, you know, I still managed to find some form. Um, yeah, there is some, you know, there's still some leaders in that team. Um, the likes of Dylan Watson, who's a reason that could have joined the club, you know, being currently your captain. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, was, that was fantastic for the team. And then you've got, you know, the ones who sort of do their talking uh, with their actions and Adam Fenua Blake and, and the like. So, um, you know, it's it, it 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 it's sort of a little bit of a surprise that they've strung together this many wins um, over three games. Um, but in terms of the caliber of opposition, um, you know, they've you know they've sort of met some teams that have allowed them to really grind out games of football, uh, which is one real real good positive. And they're going to need that again this week because obviously the Broncos, even though they're uh, yeah, they're low on the in terms of the table, um, and yeah, they've lost the last two games. Yeah, they are, they are finding a little bit of form, 
Now, against the Roosters, you know, they almost got them for the second time this year, and it was sort of just a little bit unlucky. They probably should have won that game. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be tough to contend with, you know, knowing the likes of sort of um, Payne Haas um, uh, and those boys. It's, it's, yeah, it is going to be, you know, it's going to be a big challenge for them. One of the great things to emerge uh, out of this Bron- uh, Warrior season in particular has been uh, Reese Walsh. He's been amazing. I mean, what he can do in a footy field, it's quite mirac- miraculous at times. And, uh, of course, his, the Reese Walsh saga has, has played out a wee bit during the week, Wairangi, with uh, the Broncos hierarchy saying, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to get him back. And Cameron George returning served by saying, well, you should let him go in the first place. Um, do you think Walsh will? Do you think Walsh will stay at Warriors? Uh, will it be? A, uh, will it, Will he be drawn back to uh, to Brisbane? Because the, the one thing, of course, Reese Walsh hasn't done is is that to play for the real Warriors, which means living in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's interesting concept, and you know, the, the kid's only young. You know, he's only he's barely half a season into his career, um, and we hope that he has a has a real long career. I think. Bruce Walsh being the age that he is at the moment, I think he'll really appreciate the loyalty that the Warriors have shown to him. Um, you know, it's a good environment to be in. Um, uh, you know, just... we might just have uh, we might just we might just have uh, dropped out at the moment. We'll try and um, get him back because I'm really really enjoying. Uh, uh, these uh, recounting these stories and and Wairangi Kupu's opinion on things, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I totally agree with that. It's a very hard one to call this weekend. Uh, it's one that you think um, the Warriors have more to play for because uh, mathematically, mathematically, uh, Wairangi, uh, of course, the Warriors can can make it back uh, or make it into the eight. Still, it's it's a pipe dream, but certainly it's a, it's a possibility. The Broncos can't. So as I say, the Warriors appear to have more to play for. Um, but you know, uh, it's, it's such a hard comp to read at the moment. Yeah, I mean, other than those those top teams, you know, those top four, five teams, yeah, it is, it's real difficult. There's about seven teams that are still vying for the tail end of the of the top eight at the moment. And yeah, I mean, the the Warriors are sort of poised in a good position, being that you know they don't play anybody other than. Really, the Titans um, in, in the in the last round who were sitting in eighth, uh, who you know who sort of they weren't too bad last night, but you know they got beat by Melbourne Storm. You know the Canberra Raiders they're they're slipping very quickly. Um, you know, I think they're sitting in ninth. Um, so you know, you know if we win this game and then sort of go on to face a couple of teams who are sort of a little bit on the slide in terms of the competition, um, you know that gives us a lot of com- uh, confidence uh, going forward. Um, yeah, are we good enough really to challenge some of those top four teams? I'm not too sure, um, but in terms of building confidence and and hopefully giving ourselves a shot of making the grand uh, sorry the finals, um, yeah, we're we're in a really good position. Well, now you made a really good point before, and um, you know about being standalone type teams like we are, the Broncos are. You know, we're out of town really from Sydney, etc. Especially in the setup stages. Another one of those sides that falls into that bracket, of course, is the Melbourne Storm. Now you spent some time at, at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they've lost some very, very high-profile players, but they continue uh, to break records. In fact, they broke one last night. What it is about the Melbourne Storm in, an, in such a heavily dominated AFL town? 
Yeah, it's interesting, and you know, like, you know, the thing with also being in that heavily dominated AFL town is that, um, you know, they're just sort of left to their own devices a little bit. You know, unlike sort of the Sydney clubs that come under a lot of scrutiny, and everybody knows who they are. They're down in Melbourne, you know, even even you know, despite having one of the most successful records in the NRL, they're sort of just left to to do what they do, and no one sort of really takes much notice of them. And yeah, I think Victoria really appreciates how successful they are. But um, yeah, if they, even if they were sort of bottom of the table, I, don't, I think the the, <laughs> the way that the public act down there would would be exactly the same. So um, yeah, they've got. I, I I quickly learned when I when I got there um, that the level of expectation that was put upon monks uh, put upon the players, not from the coaching staff, but from the the playing group itself. Um, and how uncompromising they are uh, in terms of that standard of excellence within that team uh, was something that you know I, I just didn't didn't recognise or didn't see at, at the Warriors. Um, it brings... um, sort of thrust yeah, you know, upon that, you, uh... and automatically, yeah, automatically you, it, you you sort of it comes through. You know, we've had some. We've seen some players who have maybe you know, likes of, of some players who have come to the Warriors from the Melbourne system and not never be as good as they were in them through that Melbourne system. So um, yeah, it's just it's amazing that they can keep that standard up. Every new player that comes in knows what's expected of them. Um, you know, they slot onto the positions and they just fulfil what exactly what the last person who played in that position did. Um, and it's yeah, and it's. It just keeps, you know, keeps churning out success for them. Uh, we look in the coach's box and you know exactly what the score is on the scoreboard. You only have to look at Craig Bellamy's face. You don't have to look at the scoreboard. Um, so how, how much of that, how much of what you've just said is Craig Bellamy? His record is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and like, like I say, I, th- I think yeah, by, by, by what I've said in terms of setting standards of excellence amongst that group, um, here's one person that's unwavering um, in that. Um, yeah, a lot of it sort of just a lot of it is from him sprinkled down to the the leadership group amongst that side, who then and then in turn sort of um, yeah make sure that everybody buys in and everybody is on board in terms of where where they want everybody at. Um, he is amongst you know, the many coaches that I had. He was probably the uh, um, the the one coach really that I thought was showed some vulnerability. Um, which is weird because it doesn't. Looks like we're having um, some more reception problems uh, with Wayne Cooper. So, had that um, personal sort of um, effect, you know. Okay, uh, just finally, um, sort of dropping in and out about uh, Wayne, but I don't know who's <coughs> got the issues there. Look. Uh, Broncos captain, and getting back to the Broncos, Alex Glenn, of course, he's uh, been a great New Zealander as well, has announced his retirement at the end of the season. Uh, how would you rate his career, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Um, you know, he's been a stalwart um, through many of the teams, but in particular that Broncos side. Um, you know, it's you know, sort of appreciate everything he's done for the club, and I think he's, he's done, made the right decision and um, focusing on his family and, and moving on um, now that he's you know, still in pretty good nick um, um, Alex Glenn so yeah no, he's been fantastic for the Kiwi side when he has, he's appeared for them and 
Yeah, we wish him all the best. Well, we get our last, last glimpse of him uh, against the Warriors anyway. Uh, this weekend, Warangi Kupu, absolutely fantastic. Really enjoyed your recounting those uh, very early stories too uh, about the odd punch here and there, the tough boys involved in the game of rugby league. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.